Hi. We're here at night. You go first. <laughs> I was just gonna say hi. Hi. Hey. Uh, we're here at Night Sims. We're thinking of starting something new. Isn't that right, Douglas? Uh, we are always up to something new. Uh, a way of giving back to you, the listeners. A way of letting you, you. tell the stories. You. A way of showing our appreciation. Appreciation. Once a month, we would have one of three. You. You. On an episode with us, you would be the one to research and tell the story, and we would be the listeners. This is Night Swims Listener Spotlight. Spotlight. Subject uh, to name change. Name change. Uh, once a month, we would randomly pick a listener of ours to be featured on an episode where they do the topic, and we get to learn more about our listeners. listeners. We could have you on via phone call or any other option. Uh, if this is something that call. interests you and something that you would personally like to be a part of, part please. Of. Uh, contact us by any way on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, part participate in polls regarding polls. this. Uh, it's it's nothing official yet. Email. It's something we are trying to do uh, today, or yes. trying to do in the future. Yes. And we thought we'd go over it real quick. Real quick. And uh, now, as always, here's your episode of Night Swims. Welcome. Welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. Jackson, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, my mic came in. Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, Mac, the lovely thing that we record on, can't use two of the same identical USB microphones to record. We didn't research. We did not. That's on us. Um, Our mics were they were impulse buys, I think. Yeah. You uh, <laughs> you need a mixer. Which costs probably close to $100, if I had to guess. Yeah. So, this week, I'm using the new mic. Douglas is using the old mics, because we thought Woo! it would make it even. Um, doesn't sound that much different. It's just yeah, it's hands-free. I'm, I'm holding... Yeah, I'm holding my yeah, mic. Yeah, but um, I guess we're going to have to get a mixer soon. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, which uh, we, I we, think it was coming. We just spent the last probably hour and a half learning that. Uh, uh, it wasn't that long. Hour, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It felt a long, like a long time. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it felt like a long time. I'm uh. <sighs> it was frustrating. I'll be honest with you, Douglas. It was really frustrating. It was frustrating. But I thought um, we were just gonna get right into it. I thought too, but uh, Douglas, today, today's a. Part of my French. Today's a a fudging fudge. We it, it's a fudging lot. Yeah, I mean, I know. It, you got you got a lot intense. of stuff. I have twelve pages of notes. I just don't see why you need twelve pages of notes. Because, it, why would we do a brief description of something? I mean, we you would say some stuff that covers all of it, and then we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But no. No, no one, no one said that we have to have short episodes and just briefly go over. No, stuff. I know, but like that just shows half assery. That's my middle name. We're a podcast. <laughs> we're a podcast about mysteries. Or at least that, that's what my dad used to call me. A we're lot. a podcast about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I don't want. I personally don't like these short episodes. When was the last time we had a short episode? No, no, I'm saying like, I, no, I don't like having material that'll make it like a short episode. Like, I don't have any like, like having like a page of notes. Like I like, I like being able to tell a story. 
right. Like podcast. This I told is, a story last week. This is the type of podcast. You that told a story last yeah, week. Yeah, this is the type of podcast that isn't supposed to be like uh, condensed. Like, hey, over here. Stop looking over there. Oh, Savannah's eating brownies. She was staring at me. Uh, eating this brownies. isn't this isn't a podcast meant to be, you know, short. I know. Especially this this topic. We've never we've never had a twelve page research. No, this is our paper, most re- yeah. this is the most research by far. This is it's like a college essay. Yeah. It's uh currently at three thousand eight hundred and twenty seven words. <laughs> and you were struggling to get a thousand words on uh it's the, uh, the paper right. we were writing. Yeah, a paper about actual ad analysis. Yeah. Whatever. But Douglas, <laughs> let's um, get into it. As most of our listeners know, today we are going over Skinwalker Ranch. As most most of our listeners already know that. Mm-hmm. What? How? Because yeah. I've talked about it multiple oh, times. You have? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Talked about it multiple how did, times. How did I not know it? You did know it. I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, brief, brief synopsis on it. Um, it's also known as Sherman Ranch. Yeah. Uh, it's located on somewhere between 480 to 512 acres southeast of Ballard, Utah. The reason I said 480 to 512 is because it varies in, uh, in the actual size. Uh, allegedly the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. And uh, claims about the ranch first appeared in the Salt Lake City, Utah, Desiree News, and later in the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury as a series of articles by George Knapp, a journalist with an Edward R. Murrow Award, a Peabody Award, and a recipient of over a dozen Emmys. Recipient. Yeah, recipient. Is that different than recipient? No, recipient. (laughs) recipient. Uh, The early stories detailed the claims of a family that had recently purchased and occupied the property only to experience an array of inexplicable and frightening events. Uh, It was purchased by Terry and Gwen Sherman slash Gorman. Great family. Also known as Tom uh, Sherman and Ellen Sherman. That's how I know. Yeah, that's how I know. There's a bunch of different pseudonames as to not reveal the actual names of the people so they aren't bombarded with questions. Yeah. Uh, and they lived in the home for less than two years. While living on the ranch, the family experienced multiple cattle mutilations, crop yeah. circles, hearing voices calling from nowhere, inanimate objects moving before their eyes, UFOs, and seeing strange birds and other animals on the property. And it is sometimes called the most scientifically studied paranormal and UFO hotspot in human history. So, I think, out of all that list... Oh, we're just getting started, baby. I know, but like the list That's of things you one. just like listed, yeah. the disembodied voices would freak me out the most. Yeah. Oh. Like if you're okay, so you're working no, a little you late wait. at night. You wait. Yeah, but you're working a little late at night. Mm-hmm. You hear distant scream, or maybe up close. Mm-hmm. There's no one there. No. You're out all there by There's yourself. No one. There's no one, baby. No one, baby. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. But that's just that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. And so this is a. Uh, uh, a brief timeline of events just to get like an idea of when stuff happens, but <laughs> just wait. Uh, so beginning in the 1950s, the area around Skinwalker Ranch has been a hotbed of UFO activity slash paranormal uh, activity, according to locals. Uh, the ranch sat idle for seven years after the previous owners apparently passed away uh, before the Shermans bought the house remodeled it it's also but apparently the owners weren't dead they 
uh, just didn't live there anymore. Diff- just again, vac- vacated I found the- a bunch of differing reports on this. Yeah. Um, uh, before they took up residence, Terry noticed one of the strange circular depressions in the pasture west of the house. He assumed someone had removed a tree. Uh, and they bought the house for a reasonably low price, and it came with a real estate clause that stated no digging on the land without a warning to the prior owners. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, what if they were dead? Then could you dig? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like the 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 like the people who are like main like the real estate agents. My mic keeps shaking. And I'm yeah, it's because we have why. a stupid folding table yeah i know <laughs> uh and it, when the family moved in they found deadbolts on all the doors and windows and some of the doors and windows had deadbolts both on the inside and outside meaning uh with oh well, i know exactly what that means that could mean that they're double to, lockage it could mean that they're trying to keep something inside the house Ooh, yeah uh, they also found large chains outside the house that looked like they were maybe for like restraining a heavy dog, like guard dogs maybe, uh, like guarding yeah. the house from something. Yeah. Uh, in April of 1995, the family got a taste of what was to come. Terry stepped out of the house to check on a cow that was calving in the field south of the house when he noticed lights in the field. He assumed they belonged to recreation vehicles, maybe kids from a neighboring farm riding four-wheelers. Uh, Terry, that didn't make a lot of sense, though. The ranch is isolated three miles from the main road, and access is cut off by a creek and a huge rock ridge. Huh. Uh, Gwen didn't see this object, but she had a sighting of her own later. Quote, it looked like headlights, but they were a little ways away from the craft, and there was a red glowing thing, about an 18-inch circle. It just lit the whole side of the mountain up like broad daylight. In the months to follow, the Shermans saw a myriad of lights and flying objects, including more than a dozen on one evening. Sightings generally occur during a new moon and often when the sky is overcast or stormy. Their most recent encounter took place in May during a thunderstorm. Oh, wait. Okay, I don't, I, oh, I didn't mean to say like their most recent encounter. There was one encounter. Uh, Terry and his son believed they may have communicated with one of the craft. As they traveled west on the ranch road one evening, they saw a lighted object duck behind the rock ridge as if to avoid them. Moments later, they managed to sneak up on the object. Before it could hide again, they stood and waved their arms at it. The light flashed on and off three times as if signaling them and then disappeared. So Communication. A, that is a quick timeline of some of the events, just like yeah. in order. Just like, I guess another brief synopsis would be a better term. But from here on out, this is my favorite part. Uh, the following is from an article titled Frequent Flyers dated January or June 30th, 1996. This is the Desiree News thing. Uh, it's it's not terribly long, but it kind of gives like like this is like a personal interview that Terry slash Tom gave. Yeah, I just realized that I call him both Terry and Tom in this paper. I'm not sure why. So just know when I say Terry or Tom, I'm talking about the One guy person. who owned the ranch and the father, like the pa- the patriarch. Okay, got it. So Terry was quoted as saying, "For a long time, we wondered what we were seeing. If it was really something to do with a top secret project, I don't know really what to think about it." The Shermans, their teenage son, and 10-year-old daughter have seen three specific types of UFOs repeatedly. So everything that I'm reading is dated in 1996. So he's like, the author is talking kind of like, in kind of like a current time, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
so they've reportedly seen three types of USOs during the past 15 months. A small box-like craft with a white light, a 40-foot long object, and a huge ship the size of several football fields. They've seen one craft emit a wavy red ray or light beam as it flies along. They've seen other airborne lights, some of which have emerged from orange circular doorways that seem to appear in midair. And they videotaped two of the sightings. Of course, I couldn't find them yeah, anywhere. Uh, they once discovered three circles of flattened grass, each about eight feet across, and a triangular pattern about 30 feet from each other. In a nearby pasture, other strange soil oppressions have been found. Circles about three feet wide and a foot or two deep with the dirt in the center perfectly flattened. One of the flying lights uh, followed Gwen's car on her way home from work one night. And while out in the fields with the family dogs, Terry heard male voices speaking in unfamiliar language. The voices seemed to be about 25 feet above him, but Terry couldn't see a thing. The dogs were frantic. They barked and growled before running off to the ranch house, Terry said. Uh, the Shermans have linked the sightings with the death or disappearance of seven of their cows. Four have disappeared without a trace. Three have been found dead and partially mutilated. Uh, Terry said, quote, We've seen the UFOs enough, and we know pretty much what they what the craft look like, and I think it's definitely associated with the cattle mutilations. When we see the crafts and then the cattle, we have problems, Sherman said. You talk to a lot of people around here that at one time or another have seen something and they can't explain. There's been a lot of cattle mutilations and a lot of them weren't reported. Several ranchers have told me what they that when they had a mutilation, they called the authorities and the authorities couldn't do anything about it, so it was just a waste of time and effort. And because of that, uh, Sherman never, or Terry or Tom, never talked to any of like the authorities about the mutilations. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, however, confide in Joseph Junior Hicks, a retired junior high school teacher from Roosevelt, who has investigated more than 400 UFO sightings in the U Uinta Basin since Uinta. the since the early 1950s. So this is this this uh, this all is in Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hicks says over the years that at least half a dozen eyewitnesses have told him they saw living beings in the windows or portholes of UFOs. And he said that he estimates over 10% of the population of the Uintah Basin has seen something. I think what's happening is we are being visited from beings from another world or some other place. I think primarily it's research and exploration. So that was just... Uh, I, I thought it was cool that, that, that I could find an article that from the year... From mm. like that year and like a personal uh, account from him. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was really it. Um, but if you noticed, uh, I talked about cattle mutilations. Yeah. No, I wrote that down. I'm I've I've actually about. watched. Um, there's a show called um, it's Fact or Fiction, Paranormal Unexplained or something, and they actually taught They did an episode on Skinwalker Ranch, and they focused on. The pretty much they just focused on the cattle mutilations, and how so much more. that yeah no so much more yeah I know but like they I talked a lot just then so please speak your mind yeah no but they um would go over how poachers might come on the land and they were trying to figure out like debunk how the cuts could be so like like they're like very. They were the 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 cattle that was cut with such precision. I have a picture. Like yeah, no, it's like. Do you want to see the picture? It's, it's unreal. Yeah. There's a picture. Yeah, no, like Walker. that. It doesn't like a knife couldn't do that. Mm. So they were thinking like, 
At first they tried a scalpel, that didn't work. Then they tried this high-powered laser. That sort of cut through it, but it, it would take so long. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess in the time period in which they saw the, those lights oh. and... Everything you're saying, <laughs> it's going to be revealed. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, it oh, is. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm are flipping we, the script at Are you. we bringing light to this subject? Yeah, we are bringing light to this subject. This dark subject? This very... Now, are we getting into the Navajo legends of the Skinwalkers? No, because no. They, it's it's not... Um, it's not the same thing? We're not... No, we're not discussing the Skinwalkers. We're discussing Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, why is it called Skinwalker Ranch if there are no Skinwalkers? Oh, it's believed... One of the theories, which I got to at the end, one of the theories is that it's a bunch of Skinwalkers, and that's why a lot of locals don't like that area, because they, it's believed to be a curse. Yeah. A Navajo curse. And the Skinwalkers are believed to be a part of Navajo, like, yeah. lore and their mal maleficent witches and shit like that. Skinwalker was actually... I think it was in an episode of... Um, Supernatural. It was either that or the Wendigo. I think it was the Wendigo. I think it was the Wendigo. But Skinwalkers um, are cool. Yeah, Skinwalkers are scary as hell. Yeah. So, cattle mutilations. Oh, I love them. So, soon after sightings began, the Shermans, as I've said... I, I, I repeat myself a few times in this. It's just because of a lot of information, and I want to, I guess, like, remind people of certain things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I repeat myself a little bit, but it's it's only because I want, like... I want to make sure, like, you know, a lot of this stuff is, like, remembered. So, excuse me, I have to yawn. <sighs> I would, <laughs> how many times have we yawned during this? I wonder. We shouldn't record at night if that... Nah, I don't it's know. the only time we can. Yeah, that's true. So, soon after sightings began, the Shermans found one of their cows dead in a field. It had a peculiar... Pe <laughs> peculiar... Peculiar... Thank you. Hole in the center of its left eyeball, but was otherwise untouched with no trace of blood. There was no evidence of predators, footprints, or tire tracks, and a strange chemical-like odor was present. Uh, like later, sulfur? It, didn't, it never said specified. Huh. So I don't really know. Um, but later, another dead cow was found with a similar hole in its left eye. Steal it! And a six-inch hole, only about an inch deep, carved out of its rectum. And the same nice. chemical smell was noticeable. <laughs> uh, Coming from the rectum? Yeah. It was probably... No, a, no, no, no. The same... It was just present. Not huh. from the rectum, specifically. It probably was from the rectum, too. I, so, it, like, like, a hole in the eye, or was, like, the eye gone? No, yeah. There's, like, uh... Like, the eyeball, was it gone? It was, like... Goodness gracious. Dude, uh, it was like a... It's just like... A, it, like, the eye wasn't completely gouged out. So it was like a, a... Basically, like... Like how you would cut out a cornea or something out of your eye. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the best way to describe so it. So a laser. Yeah, I guess. Eye. Yeah, kind of. I don't know why I poked myself in the eye with my <laughs> um, pencil. Tom took a wire and put it into the holes to discover that it went straight to the brain without any trouble. So the hole went like you know, a wire with a camera. No, like a wire just to see like if it like like where it ended up. Oh, like why the hole was the was brain there. still there? I don't know. I would because I mean, you know who likes brains? Zombies. Yeah, I would assume that zombies would, with lasers oh. attached to their heads. 
I would assume <laughs> that the brain was still there because some, some most of the photos, the head is still there. Like the head's never gone. Yeah, but what if this the whole brain, the brain's never gone either? Do they like actually look for the brain? I don't know. Why don't you know that? You have twelve pages. Because I, I didn't go over this. I'm just trying to think of like all the possibilities on what these things are looking for. Like, why are they mutilating cows and not people? Or are there Research. any instances in that? You're gonna have to look here. Well, I mean, there's more people than cows. Wouldn't you want to know more about the inhabitants? No, there's more cows than people on the Skinwalker Ranch. Well, yeah. He's a rancher. That's another thing. Why are aliens so stupid? Why do they go to... Hey, be careful. They could be listening to oh, you. F- you could be their next right. victim. Yeah, I got it. Why, why are aliens so stupid? That's better. I don't know. Like, why would... If they, okay, so if they want to explore, why do they go to the least populated areas? Yeah, I don't know. I saw that in a bunch of comments on yeah. like stuff I was looking up. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're just so stupid. I know. I'm really freaking out yeah, right now. Yeah, they could, they could come for you. What if I just, just a hole gouges in my <laughs> eye? Did you see my brain just shoot out of it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know how to react to that. No, just, now I'm thinking about that scene in Elf where he's playing with the... Um, the sucky thing in the mailroom. Oh, he's like, yeah. oh, it's, it's sucky. It's sucky. And then he gets his head sucked. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> uh. um, <laughs> and so in a classic mutilation case, as uh, you know, there yeah, are classic no, yeah. ones. Uh, so um, a traditional mutilation. Yeah. yeah. The anus is cored out. Yeah. And the cow's udders and genitalia are removed, all with laser-like precision and no visible sign of blood. Uh, the Shermans, who keep who kept close watch on their cattle, believed they may have interrupted the mutilators before they were able to finish because it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a classic. Yeah. No, like whenever, whenever I do a traditional mutilation, yeah, I always go, I go for the udders first, mm-hmm. right? I, I take what I can get. I, I, I use my precision. It's, it's the, I actually just ordered the um, Super Mutilator 3000 laser. <laughs> um, and, oh, dude, that thing cuts straight through. Then I go from the udders to the rectum, Whoa. genitalia, and then the eyeball. That scared me. Yeah, no, she's a skinwalker. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's usually how I pr- perform a traditional mutilation. Um, that's the only one I've practiced so far. Mm-hmm. But, no, the yeah, the Super Mutilator 3000, that thing's been a treat. <laughs> <laughs> if, so, if my alien brothers are listening out there, y'all should order that. Amazon, 60 bucks. So one of the cows appeared to be lifted from the snow where it stood. Uh, the Sherman saw the cow's hoof prints lead into the field, but the prints stopped at the edge of the field near some trees. The, okay, so... They they watched the cow? They watched yeah, the cow? They saw the cow. Like, like it appeared. Fly. It, not like fly. Like it. Like oh, I hit my laptop. Like. Whoop. <laughs> like, what is? What is? How is that different than flying? I don't know, dude. This isn't the best part. Okay. <laughs> and there's gonna be some plot holes. I'm trying to. Okay, make I it. wasn't there. 
All right, I wasn't there. I, I know you weren't there, but you got twelve pages of I notes. Wasn't there. I have twelve pages about other stuff. <laughs> you keep yawning. Oh, sorry. You're, These I lawn w- chairs are really comfortable. They are, yeah. But like, I wonder how many people we've made yawn. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> if the, you're yawning right now, DM us. The <laughs> the area where the cow apparently took its last steps was surrounded by a circle of broken twigs and branches. And above, like in the tree line, uh, Terry noticed the tops of the trees appeared to have been cut off. Saucer. Flying saucer. Like a flying saucer. Yeah. Uh, he said, quote, If it's snow, it's hard for a 1,200 to 1,400 pound animal just to walk off without leaving tracks or to stop and walk backwards completely and never miss their tracks. It was just gone. It was very bizarre. Uh, the last of the three dead cows was found in January in a clump of trees at the edge of the same field. The cow, which had been seen alive by the Sherman son just five minutes earlier, had a six-inch wide, 18-inch deep hole cored out of its rectum and extending into the body cavity. There was no blood on the cow or the snow, and the same chemical odor was apparent, and there was a circle of twigs around the fallen cow, and the tops of the trees appeared severed. Aliens in anal probing... I just don't get I know. it. And okay, there's a recurring theme of also with aliens and cows. Yeah, like you know, that. I've I've seen people get tattoos of a you a flying saucer abducting abducting a cow abducting a cow. Yeah, I mean I've seen plenty of pictures of that too. Of course. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, aliens and cows <laughs> coexist happily. Yeah, they. I think that I think they breed. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think. Aliens come here, and they take the cows to be their sex slaves. Spanish dropped her phone. Again, <laughs> back to my... Back to the alien sex slaves. No, the cow sex slaves. Oh, okay. I, I think that aliens think that cows are the most sexually attractive. <laughs> she dropped her phone because she was so shocked by that statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh my god. We, we have to do something. Alien cows? <laughs> what? Alien cows. Owls. Owls, alien cows is better. Alien cows. Uh, so in the, in the um, ah, in the uh, almost two years, the family lost twenty percent of their herd to cattle mutilation. Damn. So, do you know how big their herd was originally? No, but I know that Terry slash Tom Gorman slash Herman. Uh, <laughs> That's so confusing. Yeah. He um. He he raised, like, very very high like quality, uh, black Angus cows. Ooh, so that was like his main thing. Some good burgers. What are you drawing? Drawing a UFO. Okay. Uh, but now Douglas sort of looks like a hamburger. <laughs> now I have something exciting. I I think the anal probing of the cows was pretty exciting. I have stories slash occurrences. That were experienced by the family on the ranch. Ooh. Yeah. I have five of them, I believe. Four or five. Uh. Uh. All right. Well, uh, lay them on me. Why are you? Uh, okay. Why are you uh, towing my butt? Oh. That's a very interesting description. Well, y- your foot was on my butt. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> so, supposedly, on the day they moved in. They were unpacking and noticed what they thought was a coyote out in a pasture. 
And as it got closer, they believed it was a wolf-like creature, but 200 pounds and 5 feet tall when standing up. Like, on its hind legs. A skinwalker? No, it was a wolf. Yeah. It had silver hair and was very tame to the point where Tom could pet it. Slash Terry. Uh, So they were petting it. What? As the whole family was around it, the kids asked if they could keep it, and at this... Uh, it immediately walked over to a pen and attacked a calf that had its head out of the bars and it was grabbing its neck trying to drag it away. So then Tom and his son started to kick at it and attack it with a baseball bat uh, and nothing happened. And in a desperate attempt to save the calf, Tom shot it point blank in the ribs with a three fifty seven Magnum. Damn. Now, at this point, conflicting reports... The wolf was either unscathed and showed no signs of a wound, blood, or even a reaction, or flesh, fur, and blood fell off of the wolf, but he gave no reaction. So either he was visibly hurt but gave no reaction, or he was visibly okay and gave no reaction. If that meant, either way, he didn't have a reaction to the bullet getting shot at him point blank, but he either was like damaged, per se, or he wasn't damaged. Huh. I heard two different versions of it. Um, and I think he just overcomplicated. Com- com- yeah, I do yeah. feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, he shot at it two more times, and on there, and on the third shot, the creature let go of the calf and then calmly just walked away. Like, didn't even, like, get angry at them. Uh, as it wandered away, he shot it in the heart, and it just walked off. How do you know uh, that he shot it in the heart? Like, aiming. <laughs> like, oh, there's your heart. Yeah, but they don't know what this creature is. That's what I would just read. Uh, he then grabbed his hunting rifle and shot at it once more, appearing to cause the wolf to flinch a little, but kept walking. He shot at it another time in the chest, causing some flesh to fly off and creating an exit wound. Huh. Uh, but it just kept moving. No reaction? No reaction. No, like, ah! It, like, it a little bit, like, ah. Like, like, <laughs> watch when I kick your leg. Look. Like oh. That. Like that, that little movement. Ah. You saw that? Yeah. Uh, they then examined it's a science the f- experiment. Yeah, they then examined the flesh and said it had a rotten smell mixed with a musk of fox scent, hmm. musky fox scent. Um, Tom said he then tracked the trail for uh, over a mile until it suddenly just vanished, like there was no more trail. Yeah, huh? So, <laughs> I'm trying to silence, like. Okay, so this thing stood on its hind legs, you said? No, 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 no. They believe, like, like it being on its all fours, they believe that if it stood up, uh, it would be five feet. Oh, okay. And then 200 pounds. Five feet, So, yeah. it, uh, like, roughly, like, three times bigger than a regular wolf. Yeah. And it was silver gray and apparently invincible and tame. And that'd be a cool pet. That was just, that was just the first, first instance. Uh, his wife, Gwen, slash Ellen later saw the wolf accompanied by a dog-like creature while she was driving a car. So she saw two of them. Uh, the next day, she contacted the local tribe office in Fort Duchenne, or du- Duchenne, I guess, to see if the wolves in the area could be dealt with. Uh, she was told that no one had owned a wolf in that area and that the last wolf to be seen in that area was back in 1929 and it had been killed. Uh, Gwen also believed she encountered the wolf again or some other creature when she was walking out on the ranch one afternoon and repeatedly felt gusts of wind hit her as if something kept like running by her 
That's uh, that's some ghost shit right there. When she looked around, she saw nothing, and then when she kept walking, she wasn't hit by any gusts of wind anymore. And then, fearing she was becoming paranoid, she decided not to tell Tom about her experience. Of course. Or, or what had been going on at the house when she was alone. Women. Tom or Terry. Sorry. That's uh, so confusing. I'm sorry. Things would go missing all the time and show up... Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. She, or... Wait. What? <laughs> I confused myself. Oh, okay. I'm just going to reread this. No, I, no. Okay. The, <laughs> the last the? thing I read was her. Like, I confused myself. I completely spazzed out. The last thing I read was her like becoming paranoid or not wanting to tell Tom. Yeah. And then, uh, or what had been going on when she was alone. And this was the stuff that was going on alone. Uh, things would go missing all the time, and she would show and show up in different and strange places. But she originally thought it was her mind or her children playing tricks on her. Then one night, Tom asked who had hidden his post digger. And then at that point, she knew that it was not in her head because a post digger is close to 70 pounds. And the kids... Yeah, no, those things are yeah. heavy. Another another time, uh, she unloaded groceries and like put them on the counter and like taken them out of the bags. And then she turned around and then turned right back and they were all back in their bags, apparently. That's poltergeist. Yeah. That's creepy. And that, this, this, this is like a double whammy. <laughs> Aliens. A triple whammy. Oh, Oh, have I not heard something yet? Or have I heard anything? Oh, wait, everything? no, I guess it is a double whammy. Ghosts and aliens, what more could you want? I remember that poll I did on the Instagram where it's like, what you like better, ghosts or aliens? And it was like 90% ghosts. No one picked aliens. I was no, a couple people that. did. I a couple like people did. Two. Yeah, but like 17 people picked ghosts. It was a little frustrating that no one picked aliens. But n- now everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. So one time, Ow. one time, uh, Terry's nephew. I'm just gonna keep calling him Terry and Gwen for now on, because that's what I referred to in the beginning. Uh, so one time, Terry's nephew was staying with them, mm-hmm. and he, his nephew, and his son all noticed headlights in the distance while they were checking on the herd. Classic. This wasn't the first time he had seen them, but this this time Terry decided to go confront them. They all three went towards the lights, but as they got closer, the lights moved away from them with speed. Tom, concerned that the vehicle would break through his fence line, began running after it until soon the lights rose off the ground. As if, or as they got closer, it got higher and was now appearing to fly and very slowly and silently flew into the distance. Tom's nephew being, or Terry's nephew being so distraught, had his visit cut short and his parents banned him from ever coming back. A few weeks later, Terry and Gwen saw the craft again, this time making a noise that sounded like metal hitting metal before retreating and leaving no tracks. Huh. That that might be a little confusing. When t- Terry and Gwen saw it again, it was on the ground. Yeah. It wasn't flying. Yeah. Like, when, like, it But left. still, it left no tracks? Left no tracks. Huh. Zero tracks. Hovercraft. Yeah. I just want to go to this picture I drew real quick. Uh, it's an alien abducting a cow. And then I drew a little... Uh, speech bubble here uh-huh. and it said uh get the anal probe ready Cleglorb." <laughs> okay i thought that was a good alien name Cleglorb, <laughs> because it's kind of hard to I announce like Cleglorb. Cleglorb. but um that's a it's a terrible cow uh it looks bad it looks like a cat from here it's it's a cow <laughs> um and then i just wrote the episode nice yeah oh, nice. uh 
I thought we could do that on this table. Make references to episodes and Not stuff. Not every single episode, because we don't have a lot of room. Well, yeah, you know. We'll figure it out. Little ones. Yeah. But I thought this was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Get the anal probe ready, Kleeglorb. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a lot of times at night, Terry would stay up watching over his ranch. Because, you know, at this point, all the shit that's happened to him, you know, why wouldn't you? Oh, I would move out. I wouldn't stay up wouldn't and watch you, it. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. you move out? Yeah. But he wanted to follow his dream of being a rancher in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry. It's like John Marston. Yeah. Oh. So, one, <laughs> so one snowy night after finishing his after, – after he finished checking on his livestock, as he was walking back to his house, he spotted some movement in the corner of his eye. Uh, in the distance, he saw an aircraft about 30 to 40 feet long that he did not recognize – Although later he said it resembled a small sub-nosed F-117 stealth bomber. Like the um, triangle looking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are dope. I love those things. Cool. No one asked. The uh, SR-71. Uh, about, okay. SR-71. Uh, what's it called? It's not the Nighthawk. So it hovered. It's the it Nightbird. hovered about. No. The. Uh, it hovered. SR-71. Frick. I, it's called an SR-71. But you know in Transformers, he, there was an SR-71. Okay. So I bet you're wondering what happened next. I was, yeah. Uh, it hovered about 20 feet off the ground, made no noise, and at one point started to move towards him. Uh, bright oh, lights, it's getting a little uh, aggressive. Yeah. Wow. Bright lights radiated from the craft and lit up the snow. So... It's still winter. Yeah. I said it's a snowy night. It's a Christmas night. time? I said it was a snowy night. I don't, I don't know. We'll say. We'll say it's Christmas Eve. Do we think he puts lights on his trees? <laughs> <laughs> he described it as appearing to be searching the area, like looking for something. Like the lights were like spotlights, kind of. Looking for cows to probe. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. Kligorb. Yeah. Uh, it apparently noticed Terry, stopped moving, turned off all its lights, and then slowly moved away, appearing to leave, like trying to like hide from Terry. Uh, Terry ain't having it. I know. Terry's like, you know, I just saw this giant fucking spaceship <laughs> on my ranch. I'll stay. You know, yeah. what, what could happen? Maybe he enjoyed it. Maybe he was trying to get probed. Maybe he was trying to like Maybe. Oh, okay. He was contacted by the government and was forced to stay there. That's a whole other theory. That's funny that you say that. Oh, God. I'm on a roll. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so Tom's wife, Terry's wife, Gwen, had a similar experience. With I thought Terry and Tom was the same person. Terry and Tom were the same person, but I'm trying to call him only Terry because that's what I started with. You've said Tom so many times that it just... Just know that Tom and Terry are the same person. <laughs> so his wife, Gwen, had a similar experience with a craft as she was coming home from work. Uh-huh. As she entered the gates to the ranch, she got out of her car to open the gates and then to close the gate. Uh, once, like, you know, she pulled in. Uh, but she noticed a large shadow was then cast over her car as she was walking back after she closed the gate. Uh, she looked up to see a large triangular craft moving toward her. She got in she got in her car and started to drive only to have it follow her and she eventually believed that it was right above her silently following and uh, the craft like the one Terry saw was emitting multicolored lights that sort of encased the car kind of like a, a border 
if you will. Uh, as she got to the house, the craft then flew up into the night sky, disappearing. Was taking data. Possibly. And so then, trying to construct a bigger anal probe for so, the car. So then, hold on. So less than an hour later, in a house by herself, she glanced out of her window and noticed what appeared to be a large motorhome parked 200 aw- yards away from her house in a pasture. The government. She says she could see in the brightly lit vehicle and saw a black figure sitting at a desk and described the figure as wearing a sort of suit and a black visor-like helmet. The figure then stood up and walked what, like, towards what appeared to be a doorway. Uh, she then noticed at this point that the figure was about seven feet tall and staring right at her. Oh. Yeah. Ew. So she closed the windows and retreated into like the back part of her house and then called Terry in distress to come home. The next day, the two of them went out to the pasture where the motorhome was and discovered large 18-inch footprints in the mud. Are we going back to Bigfoot? <laughs> no. We're going to fucking aliens. <laughs> Dude, 18-inch footprints? Oh, so so they were described uh, they were described as being kind of skinny, flat-footed and having a heel. If that makes sense? Like they were they weren't be, they weren't like wide. Like yeah. they were they were very skinny like, very and very like long, yeah. And um they didn't like arch. Like they were very flat. Yeah, flat and they flat. had a they had a heel, but they didn't really have a toe description. Or like definition, if that makes sense. Webbed feet. Aquatic aliens. Possibly. It's a classic. Shout out to Trish Salas, who just followed us on Night Swims. <laughs> Are we doing shout outs? I just noticed it. Uh, so uh, this is another cow mutilation story, but it's one of the most distressing involving their cows, and I felt that it deserved its own story. Is it because they heard it dying? So Terry and his wife. <laughs> I'm just not going to answer you your question. You mean questions. Tom. Terry? Tom. Tom. Terry. No, we're talking Terry. Okay. Terry and his wife were in the fields to t- to tag the tag, ears okay. of recently bought black Angus cows. That just sounds so good. Uh, the first two cows that they came across, a mother and a calf, were perfectly fine. And then they placed the tag. They placed the tags like doing the business. In their Although ear. they did notice the same chemical odor they had been smelling multiple times. I would think. So s- sulfur. That's you think sulfur? Thinking. I don't know what sulfur smells like. It's terrible. Is it? Like, that's well, usually they, they, they whenever, don't talk about it being like unbearable. But that's usually it's associated. It's not unbearable, but it's associated with paranormal. Oh, is it really? Like, and I guess. When, if you can, one way to tell when a demon is present is you get this sulfurous, sulfurous scent in your nose, and it's just, it's not unbearable. It's just like you notice it really quick, and you're, that, I guess that ultimately starts to freak, like make you freak out. Because you're like, oh God, what's that terrible smell? Yeah. Oh, did you shit your pants? Oh, who ripped off? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> There's a, there's this guy in the corner. He's staring at me with red glowing eyes. I did uh, not rip ass, Sheila. It's <laughs> that man in the corner of our room. <laughs> Dude, his mouth is open and there's bugs flying out. <laughs> oh my, oh my shit, Sheila. He just transformed into a werewolf. Oh god, he just transformed. Um, oh god. Oh my god, Bo, what are you on about? <laughs> there is no man, Sheila. I'm going to be honest with you. I shit myself a little bit. 
So you did rip ass. Oh my god, that was you. <laughs> Alright, fine, it was me. <laughs> well then who's the man? Well alright, but alright, Bo. <laughs> then who the hell is this standing right next to me? <laughs> Bo? Bo? Bo. <laughs> so Cleglorp. So, so, they, <laughs> so they, they, they tag the first two cows and then move on to another field. Uh, and it, when they move on to the next field, the dog start their, their one of their dogs started to act erratically, turned to the field they had come from, started barking, and then just ran off, like just ran away. So Terry, feeling that something was wrong, headed back to the field and found the mother cat the mother cow limping and in distress, and found the baby cow or calf. I can't speak. Calf. Found the calf on the ground, spread out like spread eagle, with the entire body cavity missing. So essentially, it was literally just like a head, and then like legs, the legs limbs. attached by like bone, and then nothing in the middle. Ugh. Uh, they called it in a vet, you know, I guess to try and revive it. Or <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's possible. They said the calf had been expertly cut with a sharp object and believed to have been killed somewhere else, and then brought back to the field. And then what was the time you, span? That's I'm glad you asked. The time between them leaving the calf and coming back was only 40 minutes. What? And the dog that ran away was never seen again. Like ever. Little fluffy. Little fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Little fluffy. <laughs> My cat died. <laughs> was, Nobody we make all these stupid references. Nobody knows shit. Yeah, he uh so yeah, it took so in forty minutes, some shit went down, dude. Uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> forty minutes. Okay, so you have forty minutes. Okay, scenario. Okay. You have forty minutes. There's a calf out in the field, right? Yeah. You have a scalpel and a laser. Huh. You want to go mutilate that fucking calf? RPG. Oh, not blow it up. Mutilate RPG. No. No, we're not. No. You got to keep it together. Grenade launcher. No. C4. Maybe. A fork. Yes. Take that fork. Keep. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to poke it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep poking it. I'm poking. You got to poke around the neck. I'm poking it. Limbs. Uh huh. Right. Right. Yeah. Cavity. Get that. Get that chest cavity out. You want to go down the sternum. Open up the chest cavity. Boom. Eat some ribs. Do I go perineum? Yes. Okay. All of it. With a fork? I could do it in 35. Yeah? Yeah. Really? I believe so. Dude, I was thinking you'd be like right on like 30, 39, 45. I'm not a bitch. I, I guess not. A, f- a fork would be, that'd be impressive. Yeah. So. I was thinking spork, but whatever. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, um, give me I'm some thinking para- a lot right give now. Give me some paranormal shit. So one thing what, that is... Give me, we've been talking about that for... <laughs> so one thing that is believed uh, to have frequently tormented the family were glowing blue orbs. You uh, mean air orbs? Yeah. These disturbed their animals and tormented the family. They were described as glass-like balls with swirling blue liquid inside. And then I wrote... Would, they perform, would, oh. would they perform sexual acts on the people that's just that's a that's a real question really yeah no oh because you know have you ever heard of an incubus and a succubus kind of there's there i 
they're basically prostitute spirits, except you don't pay them. And they just do you and take your soul, basically. Okay, so, no. So, I was just asking. No. That, was a, that was actually a real question. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I wrote, I wrote here, paranormal question mark or extraterrestrial question mark? That could be both. Uh, in April of 96, Terry sat outside his house observing his land, and he had his three blue healers beside him. Yeah. They're a dog. Yeah. They're very cool looking. Uh, he noticed a large orange light off in the distance, but wasn't overly concerned because apparently at this point, uh, this orange thing has been like showing up like frequently. And at some points, they've seen stuff fly out of it as if it was like a portal of some sorts. Uh, so <laughs> you're just sitting there. He's just sitting there on his porch. He's watching shit fly out of this <laughs> light. He's like, oh. Look there they go. One. There they go again. Like, when? That one went 40 yards. You <laughs> <laughs> said that like, just another day on the ranch. He records every, like how far each one goes. <laughs> uh, so what, what got his attention was a giant blue orb that his dogs noticed, that, or his, that his dogs even noticed, and got agitated at the sight of, and they all started growling at this orb. How far away was it? Was it close? It never really specified. It, he's like off in the distance. Yeah. So I'm guessing like in the pasture, if yeah. I had to guess, like in a pasture somewhere. Uh, the orb floated 10 feet off the ground, perfectly round, and was about the same size as a cricket ball, which I'm guessing is the size of like a tennis ball or a baseball. I don't really know how big a cricket ball is. Cricket ball. I'd say it's I'd a little smaller. Ball. Yeah, it's about tennis size, maybe lacrosse sized. Ball. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that ball. Yeah. <laughs> so when it, when, it, when it got within 100 yards... We know sports. Yeah. When it got within 100 yards of Tom, Terry and his dogs, he let the dogs go after it, thinking that it posed no harm, just like maybe the dog was scared away. And um, the orb then apparently dodged the dog's snaps and attacks, and at times only by a few inches... And while all this was happening, it appeared to, like, be leading the dogs away from, like, the, the house. Luring them. Yeah, like, lure, luring. Luring. Yeah. Uh, deeper into the woods until Tom lost sight of them. After he lost sight of them, he heard uh, what he described as the most blood-curdling howl, followed by complete silence. And so after hours of Is waiting... Is another dog down? After hours of waiting... I'm gonna uh, cry. They never came back, and he decided to go to sleep and try and find them in the morning. In the morning, he went to the area he last saw his dogs. All uh, of them? But when he entered the area, he was overcome by the smell of burning flesh. As he moved closer, he saw three large circles of scorched grass. In the center of each circle was the, a greasy black blob that is believed to be the only remains of the dog. Dog? Dogs. Oh. Three three circles, three dogs. Jesus. So after this, Tom was like, or Terry was like, I'm I'm selling my house. I'm selling. He decided to sell the ranch. (laughs) Three little fluffers? Three three little fluffers. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. So on the very last night that the family spent at the ranch. Terry and his wife locked all the doors and fell into a deep sleep. Uh, the next morning, they woke up to find their bed covered in blood and both had one-eighth-inch-deep scoop marks in their right thumbs. 
That night, while sleeping, they also both happened to have dreams that they were communicating with aliens. And so then later in that year, in 1996, the family vacated their home. Well, good. And so the, other hold explained, on, wait, go, oh, go back. Okay. Last night, the last night they were there. Like they slept. They right. woke up, deep sleep, but their bed was covered in blood. The next morning, yeah. Whose blood? Their blood? Theirs, because they had one-eighth one inch deep scoop marks in their right thumbs. So they believed that that was their blood. They but really they co- it. that covered their bed? Apparently. Huh. Uh, That's creepy. So some other unexplained phenomena that happened on the ranch. They encountered a large number of exotic birds not native to Utah or anywhere close to where they were located. Supposedly... An invisible creature that was said to resemble the predator, but I found nothing about that besides this one mention. And no, more strange intriguing. wolf-like creatures. Uh, in another instance, they saw their field light up as if by football stadium lights. They saw a UFO larger than two football fields and apparent alien figures over seven feet tall, as said earlier. Uh, they saw faces staring at them in the window. Ew. Ew. Apparitions uh-uh. of shadow men at the foot of their beds, and nah. they would con- constantly have nightmares. And how long did they live in? A little less than two years. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't last that long. I just and know it. So Douglas, that is part one of Skinwalker Ranch. Part one. Part one. Are we doing another part next week? There's another part. Damn it! I have to wait to do my topic. Yeah. There's D- another part. Damn it! There's a. Why are you about to cry? It looks like you're about to cry. I'm getting so because I'm so excited for it. <laughs> You're literally tearing up right now. It was a big deal. Are you about to, yep, he's crying. I thought, okay, in my head, I thought you'd have a better reaction to that. I mean, I, gosh. I just don't know how, what else could happen. <laughs> a shit ton. I don't want to give any away, but there, there is, in fact, a part two to Skinwalker Ranch. I say we do that also this week. Oh, I'll do that for sure. Yeah. I need to do a little bit more Record research. Record tomorrow night. Record tomorrow night, release Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Actually, if you want, um, we can talk about it later. Yeah. But yeah. we'll we'll release part two later this week. Yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah it, Sorry, uh, Mom. If you're listening in your uh, class right now, um, nah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that, is just, that is just part one of Skinwalker Ranch. So, Jesus. what do you think? I'm I'm stoked. That that was that was that was pretty steezy right there. It was for, be on, honest opinion. No, I enjoyed that. Like by far, out of all the things we talked about, that has been the most. I guess this is the one where most shit has happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're halfway done. Definitely. Yeah. That's 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 probably like only sixty percent of Skinwalker Ranch in its entirety. Yeah. I don't want to say 50 exactly, but it's, uh, it's, that was good. I, I, I was, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for part two. I'm ready to draw another picture. of. <laughs> I'm going to draw a picture of an alien. Actually. Well, now, you, now you get to write part one there later. Gosh. Yeah, so, I'm but there. no, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So for, okay. Thoughts on part one. Overall. Um, I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal something from a uh, fellow podcast okay. that uh, we've done. We've just uh, got interviewed for. I'm gonna sum this podcast, this whole episode, in three words. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, there was a notification on my phone. Let's see. Um, I'm going to try not to use the F word, but uh, really effing crazy. <laughs> like, just that last bit of stuff that you listed has happened to them. Just the the things that creep me out the most are the things that aren't that like aren't that hard to fathom. Like I've seen a face in a window. Yeah, that creeps me. That I that creeps me out that too. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, it's the little things in this episode that creep me out the most, yeah. and I think that's what make made it such a good episode. Like the 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 guy in the motorhome, the seven foot tall guy that you said was staring straight back at yes, right back from a very good distance away, right back at Gwen, yeah, yeah, that creeps me out. Yeah, that creeps me (laughs) out. Like whenever you said that, I pictured him in my head staring straight at me. Is this the episode you've been most spooked on? Yeah, and I also got really spooked reading the whole Russian sleep experiment story. That stuff was spooky. Yeah, but no, that that yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This yeah. is this is a. Uh, it's only halfway. Like yeah. that, there was so much research. I was like, I gotta split this into two parts. Yeah. And our listen, you guys, y'all are getting a double feature this week. Little bonus episode. Yeah, it probably well. won't be as long as like a regular episode. Yeah, I think just because like, I feel like I don't know. Part two will be cool. We yeah. can do it like a different day. But yeah, uh, we'll probably do it Friday then. Yeah, Since we'll post this it Friday. episode getting released Wednesday. Yeah, we'll post we'll it Friday. We'll probably re- release that one Friday the uh, 15th, I think is what it is. Yeah, the 15th. Yep. And then next week, we got another good episode. I just realized Valentine's Day was in two days. Oh, God. <laughs> but n- next week, you were saying? I... I need to get some stuff for Valentine's Day. <laughs> next week. Next week. Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. God, that creeped me out more than this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're going over some mind control mind stuff. Control. Yeah. I, uh, okay, I'll do a little spoiler. No, 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 no. You don't want me to? No, I don't I'll, do to. One, I'll do one little, All little, right, little one thing. All right, one little thing. Um, Chemtrails. Okay. You go. know, you know, contrails in the sky. No. You know what? Okay, so you see, Doug, the, the scars on the next week. scars on the your sky. Next yeah, week. no, I'm just gonna give you a little tidbit. Skinwalker Ranch, followed by <laughs> part two of Skinwalker Ranch, followed by chemtrails. That's not. That's just a little baby episode. All right. Well, whatever. That's but, just a little baby topic. I mean, we. Uh, how many? One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I covered about eight and a half pages of my notes. I have twelve total and still stuff to research. Well So yeah, that 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 is all that happened uh to Terry and his family and I think it was like eighteen or twenty months that they lived there. Because they moved there in ninety four. So yeah. And so around two years? Yeah, in eighteen months. Wow. I man. It's it's exciting. Out of all the paranormal stuff I want to experience, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near any of this. Skywalker? Well yeah. it's not apparently it's the area surrounding it as well. It's not just this yeah. one area. Oh, yeah. 
Utah has been a hot spot for paranormal uh, stuff in the past fifty years. Yeah, but that that is that a whole the whole south. That's why we're doing a Southwest series. We are. That's, that place it's is extending to one well, a few more days. But well, Douglas, yeah. uh, thank you for joining me on part one of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, no, it's a great. It's just great to be here every, <laughs> every week because I'm the main co-host. Oh my! How dare you! <laughs> How dare you! I'll put a poll. On who's the better co-host on Instagram, and we'll see who's really the. Uh, Dude, I'm probably gonna get. Like, <laughs> people are probably gonna vote you just so like I'm not voted as a joke. No, no. Okay, I'll do this. Who's the cuter co-host? No, no. <laughs> who who who's your favorite host? Just do that. That's you know that's good. I still don't want to. People hurt. have a favorite. It's not saying like who do you like better. Yeah. It's who's the favorite. Who, who's better? Douglas. Who's the favorite? Savannah, Savannah says, says okay, that's one vote. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for listening to Night Swims. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed, Doug. I enjoyed. That uh, was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, started off slow, but I it got it picked up. It as picked soon up. as I started talking, it picked up, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> uh, part two will be coming out, uh, if you're listening to this. 15th. February 15th. If you're listening 15th. to this uh, present day on the 13th. 15th. It will be coming out in two days. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it will be coming out tomorrow. No. If you're listening to this on Friday, it'll be coming out later today, or it's already come out. And if you're listening to this any other time, it's already out. If if the Go year is 2020 and you're still listening to Night Swims, um, One, we'll soon you. be in a town near you and signing autographs. So oh, oh, Big <laughs> dreams. Yeah. False <laughs> dreams. Hey, we'll be there one day. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening as always. Douglas, plug it. Uh, yeah, make sure to follow us at nightswims.podcast. I, Douglas Green, run that uh, Instagram. I help. It very Rarely. I help a little. Um, but, yeah, it's a very well-managed Instagram. Uh, and once again, that Instagram is at nightswims.podcast. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout for any announcements that we put on there. We post pretty much every day, uh, whether it's a story or picture. But, um and also, we just like hearing back from y'all. We do. We like any feedback we get, even though it's rarely any. We're lonely. Yeah, uh, just tell everybody that. Yeah, I've been Jackson. I've been Douglas. And we've been Nightswim. And we haven't done that in a while. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later. Bye.